Oh my word. <laughs> oh my word, follow that. <laughs> um, Father, speak to us now. And um, as we seek to follow your saints, as we seek to live holy lives of loving one another and loving even our enemies, would you give us a bigger vision now of your church? Amen. Um, if you go into an Orthodox church, you'll see in front of you uh, an iconostasis. Literally, that means a resting place for icons. It's full of icons of the prophets and forerunners of Jesus, of the apostles, the angels and saints. And I remember when we lived in a, a theological college in St. Petersburg, um, uh, an American Baptist pastor was visiting. He came into the church, he looked at the iconostasis, and he quoted the words of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, which says, Seeing we are surrounded by such a great host of witnesses. And then he stopped, and he looked at the icon, and he said, and here they are. Today is All Saints Day. We remember those who have gone before and who are now in glory with Christ. It's a celebration, firstly, of those who are our past. History matters. We're shaped by our ancestors. If you go with Helen on one of her tower tours, up to the top of the tower, there is a picture of David Cameron, the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And somebody pointed out that he looks remarkably like uh, the Empress Catherine the Great. And there's a reason for that. They are actually biologically connected. Now, I, when I heard that, thought, I better do some research into my family, because I am sure in my background there must be at least an empress or an emperor. So we did a little bit of a survey and found out, and I can tell you with great pride that we have traced our family back four generations, where we were carrying coals at the port of Swansea from the ships to the docks, spending half our time drunk and half our time in prison. <laughs> so um, I'm afraid there's nothing there. Uh, vicars are very aware that history matters. In my previous church, it was at least 700, 800 years old. And as you came into the building, there was a long list of the names of vicars going right the way back. Uh, and that was made you realise you were part of something much bigger than me. And it's true. It's true of our churches. It's true of St Andrews. We have a relatively short history since 1884 in this building. But we're also, to a degree, dependent on our ancestors, the 19th century community that we're here. And it's good to have links. This cross here comes from the, the, the body on the corpus on the cross. Actually, it is from the pre-revolutionary period. It was found 
uh, by and given to one of the previous chaplains here when he retired in the south of France, and it was brought here. So again, it's a link. Something amazing that Helen has turned up. Helen, would you mind just coming on out here and holding it up for people? Perhaps you might need somebody else as well. Could somebody else just come on out and uh, hold it up? This is a real treasure. These are the signatures embroidered onto a sheet of the um, congregation who were here. Do we know what, what, what particular year this was? About 1908. About 1908. All the initials of the people who worshipped in this building have been embroidered onto this sheet. We're hoping to, um, in time to have a, a little museum on the first floor of the tower and, and, uh, and, this, will be, uh, and this will be one of the, the items on display there. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, I, and it's true of the church as a whole. We are dependent on our forefathers and mothers, on those who have handed the faith to us. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 2.2, a very good easy verse to remember, 2 Timothy 2.2, what you have heard from me through many witnesses entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. It's like a baton in a relay race. We're running the race. We have been given the faith by the people who've been faithful in the past. And our call is to hand it on. And I give thanks to those people who have taught the faith to me, my parents, people like uh, a vicar who I work for, a man called John Pierce, uh, or, or, or another person called Ken, Ken Hooker. And there will be the people who you remember and you give thanks for. It's a celebration of those who are past. Secondly, it's a celebration of life. Um, we've just had Halloween. Now, a couple of days ago, I was in a room where they'd had a Halloween party. And it was full of skeletons, skulls, and zombies. And I guess that Halloween is an attempt to ridicule death, to take what we fear and to turn it into a joke. And I guess that's the best that a society without God and without hope for the future can do. But All Saints is a celebration of life. It's a celebration of the fact that those who have died, who put their trust in Jesus, who lived for him or sought to live for him in the strength of the Holy Spirit, and who died for him, are not dead, but they are now with him. It's saying that because Jesus is alive, they are with him, and they are alive in him, and they are in glory with him. It's a celebration of those who are of the past. It's a celebration of life. It's a celebration of holiness. What is a saint? A child was asked that in their Sunday school. And they said, a saint is a dead vicar. <laughs> um, well, it's not quite true, actually. <laughs> According to the Bible, you don't need to be a dead 
to be dead, to be a saint, and you certainly don't need to be a vicar, probably doesn't help in the process. It's a present reality. In fact, the Bible writers call everyone who follows Jesus saints, not just the special ones. When Paul writes to churches, he writes <coughs> to the saints in Corinth, in Ephesus, in Colossae, in Philippi. And the word saint, here we're going to do a little bit of Greek now, the word saint comes from the Greek word agioi, and it means set apart, it means holy. And if my definition of holy is of someone who is beautiful on the inside, it is someone who, according to our reading from Luke chapter 6, verse 20 to 31, doesn't live for, for riches, doesn't live for their appetites and their desires, doesn't live simply that life will be one big party, doesn't live for their reputation, but instead lives for the kingdom of God, lives for the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. And the evidence of it is that they love their enemy, the symbol of the cross, Jesus dying on the cross for his enemies. And we are called holy, we are called saints, because we have been set apart. We are with Jesus who is holy, and we have within us the Holy Spirit. But, and this was, came, struck me as a bit of a revelation, in Romans and in 1 Corinthians, Paul, when he writes to people, doesn't call them saints. He, instead, he says, he, calls, he writes to those who are called to be saints. And we are called to become holy, to become beautiful on the inside. And that's because we need to become what we are. By the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us, we're called to remain faithful to Christ, to persevere, to go on forgiving that person, to seek to love that person we find hard, or that vegetable we find hard, to be obedient to Christ, to be faithful and constant in prayer, to constantly trust him, and yes, to discipline our bodies so that we become what we are. It is hard, but it is worth it. There's a hymn that we'll sing in a few minutes for all the saints, not just the special ones, but for all of them. Uh, 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 not, uh, uh, and it has the line, which I love, we feebly struggle they in glory shine. And fourthly and finally, it's a celebration of relationship. We speak of a communion of saints. Hebrews 12.23 speaks of the assembly of the firstborn, that is of Jesus. They worship God in heaven as we worship God. They desire in heaven what we desire on earth, to see God glorified, to see people become like Jesus, to draw people into this communion of faith, to see people become holy like Jesus. They pray the Lord's Prayer, you know, uh, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. They're not just our past, but they are part of us. And I know there is a great and desperately painful chasm and separation 
between us and those who have died, those who have gone before. But there is across that chasm a tiny, golden, invisible cord because they are united to, together with the risen Jesus, and because we are united to, join together with the risen Jesus, then we are still part of them, and they are still part of us. That is why it speaks of a great cloud of witnesses at the beginning of Hebrews 12. They are there, they are here, and they are cheering us on. Congratulations to those of you from South Africa on your victory, immense victory yesterday, sadly against England. But in that stadium, the, the, rugby, the rugby World Cup final, in that stadium, in the Yom HaKa, sorry, I've got that one wrong, what, what the name is, the, in that amazing stadium, you know, there, there, there were so many thousands of people cheering them on, cheering them on. And the great thing about this crowd is that who are cheering us on is they know because they've already been there. For those of you who know your Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling has a brilliant and very poignant illustration of this. Harry is going to meet Voldemort. He knows he will die. But as he goes, although nobody but him can see them, he is accompanied by his parents and by Lupin and Sirius Black. He is not on his own. The people who have already gone through what he is about to go through are with him. And we, in the words of Hebrews 12, which speaks of this great cloud of witnesses around us, are not on our own. We have this great cloud of witnesses and we look with them to Jesus. All saints, it's a celebration of those who've gone before, of life, of holiness and of relationship. In our prayers, we often finish with the line, rejoicing in the fellowship of all your saints. We commend ourselves and the whole creation to your unfailing love. And in the communion service later on, we're going to say, therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name forever praising you and saying holy 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 lord god of power and might